Experts claim there is nothing tougher than a diamond. But at Diamonds Direct, we beg to differ. Have you ever met a mother? Strong, radiant, timeless. This Mother's Day, give her the gift that meets her match. With diamond jewelry starting at $200, plus Diamonds Direct's exceptional quality and unbeatable everyday price, you're sure to give her a gift that wows this generation and the next to come. Experience the thrill of jewelry shopping done right at Diamonds Direct. Diamonds Direct. Your love, our passion. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Abraham Lincoln Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. The Armstrong and Getty Show. We have a number of Samophiles for you this hour that I think you will enjoy. That's Samophile. I'm sorry? I don't know what that word means, but it's spelled P-S-A-M-M-M-M. Wow. O-P-H-I-L-E. That was the winning word from the Scripps National Spelling Bee last night. One by a kid I'm looking up at the TV. Appears to be an Indian-American child. Shocking. That's surprising. Right, and I only bring that up because, yeah, culture of various groups matters to education outcome. So you can say out loud that clearly Indian-Americans or Asian-Americans studying harder, doing better, but if any other group, including white kids, are doing less, nobody ever says, because you don't try hard enough. It's got to be something else. So here's a question for you, Jack. Do you think you, Jack Armstrong of the radio, are or are not a Samophile? Let me look at the word, the way it's spelled again, trying to come up with a root word out of there. Hmm. P-S-A-M-M-O, file. It seems like too many M's. I know it. I think I am. Person unnaturally attracted to something. Salmon? I think I am a Samophile, and probably so. Well, then you're, well, is that included in one of the uh, LGBTQP for Samophiles? No, it's an organism that prefers or thrives in sandy soils or areas. 
Uh, so that'd be like, what, a crab or something? No, I talk about this every year, and I don't want to be mocking hard work and achievement. But it's just it's just a dumb trivia contest. Memorizing how to spell words nobody is ever going to use ever in a million years. And if you ever do need to use it, you'll look it up. It's just, I wouldn't want my kids to spend their time doing that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. It's like memorizing, I don't know, the names of towns in foreign countries. Name the town just east of Blacksburg in southern Austria. Um, uh, Wittstein. That's right. <laughs> what the hell? Look at a map, kid. Yeah. Watch Spellbound, the documentary. I say this every year, too, about what it's like for those kids doesn't look like what you want your kid to do and i you know cute kid up there god i'm sure he's going to be successful but uh wow well we have a lot of stuff to squeeze in the final hour of the week but first let's turn our gaze to the rearview mirror i'm just happy that a samophile didn't turn out to be somebody sexually attracted to piglets or something (laughs) (laughs) uh let's see what was i saying ah yes let's take a fond look back at the week that was it's cow clips of the week We are barreling towards unlimited debt in this country. This is fabulous. I'm Ron DeSantis. Codename's Panda. I'm retired. There were two doors that both led to hell. We chose the one that was least bad. Come on back to San Francisco where you're slightly less likely to be victimized. Yeah. White women are one of the most dangerous groups in the United States and abroad. Uh, that, uh, uh, that uh, you know, it's not fair to my kids or yours to see a dead body on the side of the road as we try to leave the house for hot cocoa. It seems irresponsible to throw someone back out, out into the street who has just committed a violent felony. The migrants being in those hotels have destroyed them. There's a lot of alcohol in these rooms. Housekeeping is there all week. We will be forced to sell these goats to slaughter and to the auction yards, and we'll be forced out of business and probably file for bankruptcy. Fifteen months into the war, and Russia still striking terror in the hearts of locals. Moscow hit by a squadron of eight drones. An advisor to President Zelensky said they were watching with pleasure. We don't tell them where to strike. We don't tell them where not to strike. Not one Republican should vote for this deal. It is a bad deal. One of the sides, so to speak, that I would like to see with this sandwich. I had no idea that we would see a plan as ephemeral and as malodorous as this plan. I thought it would be hard. I thought it'd be almost impossible. There's going to be a reckoning about what just occurred. You know, it's not a victory, it's a, it's a surrender. But it moves the ball in our direction. I'm Ron DeSantis. Everyone knows my husband, Ron DeSantis. <laughs> I'm Ron DeSantis. Ron DeSantis. By the way, I met with uh, who are those guys that fly over shortly? You heard of them, haven't you? Three of them are women. That's when he stumbled and went down, landing on his right hip. He pointed at something that had caused him to trip. But I said, I'm not falling. There's no way. So I'd go tippy-toe down the thing. <laughs> that was a mistake. They put a target on my back, but they're targeting your kids. They don't even need to ask because you all know what it is. 
So in that cow was a clip of John Kirby speaking for the White House saying uh, about those attacks in Russia and whether the Ukrainians are behind it or we're giving them the okay. So we don't tell them not to do it. We don't tell them to do it, which, you, as you rightly pointed out, is new. That's a new position. Absolutely. The, uh, the justification for withholding every weapons system or weapon we've withheld is, well, it's got too much potential that they could use it inside Russia. We just want to help them be defensive. Now the position is, we don't tell them what to do. None of our business. Uh, well, I bring that up just to point out that Secretary Blinken just recently said, like a few minutes ago, um, talking about giving a speech about European security, he rebuffed calls for ceasefires or concessions of Ukrainian land in any land for peace formulas. So going with a harder line or staying with the harder line view of things there. Clearly. There's yeah. been a lot from the Biden administration and other uh, other your big countries of we're, we're in it to win it. We're sticking with you throughout. So I don't know. Maybe the big offensive is coming. I don't know if we're in on that. I assume we have a... I assume all along, and we'll learn about this when the war is over someday, that we're playing a major role in the planning and strategy of this whole thing. I have no doubt. James Stavridis, it's Stavridis, right? The uh, former Mm -hmm. head of the uh, NATO forces. He was actually uh, talking about that in the situation in Ukraine. Maybe we can get to that next segment. He, He had some really provocative things to say. Don't you think we're almost certainly taking the lead on all this? Uh, What specifically? Like uh, battle plans and that sort of thing? Yeah, yeah. I don't know. That's a good question. Um, It'd be crazy if you're Ukraine to not run it by our people. Yeah, I'll bet there's a consulting relationship, 100%. I don't know what the flow chart looks like. I have a feeling they're at the top of it, but I don't know, honestly. We've been training the Ukrainian military for a long time. For, for this very sort of thing, worried that Russia would attack them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sure enough. So uh, I wonder. But more on that to come. Uh, what else are we going to get to this hour? Oh, you know, oh, did you see the, the thing in the Washington Post about a woman who is schizophrenic and catatonic for 20 years, utterly non-functional? And they figured out, now this is just a smallish percentage of people with uh, schizophrenia. It's an autoimmune thing. Oof. She, what's catatonic mean? Uh, unresponsive. She uh, was unresponsive, like like just like laying in bed for all that time. Well, no, she'd like babble and 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 look around and do math equations out loud, but oh you couldn't get her to respond. God. You couldn't have a conversation with her. A profoundly mentally ill. She, uh, 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 this scientist discovered that her illness was clinically indistinguishable from schizophrenia, uh, but she had lupus, an underlying treatable autoimmune condition that was attacking her brain. Mm. Now, this is not all people, again, uh, with schizophrenia, but um, they've once they've made this discovery, they've identified hundreds of people around the world who are institutionalized with, quote-unquote, mental illness who have an autoimmune disorder, and they're mm. curing them. Wow. Now, these people are in delicate shape. You know, if you spend 20 years in an insane asylum because you're, or whatever the term of art is these days, because your brain doesn't work right, you're not going to come out 100% on the other end, but these people have lives and relationships again. It's actually, it's awe-inspiring. Cuckoo cuckoo hut, I think, is what you're supposed to call it. I don't think it is, no. No. Beg to differ. Uh, We could get into that a little bit more, but... The the future of understanding the human machine 
whether it's the brain or cancer, Parkinson's, which I worry about a fair amount, um, and all of these various diseases. Is there a hereditary aspect of Parkinson's? They used to think no. Now they think yeah. Oh, really? I didn't know yeah, that. Yeah, significant. Yeah. Huh. So. Um, uh, I'm hoping AI makes some real headway on this because it can crunch so much information. Before it kills us, ironically. Before, before we're rendered the, extinct, yeah. Before the AI kills us. Good news and bad news, folks. The uh, artificial intelligence we've been telling you about, it has figured out how to cure, well, like every single disease. Bad news is it's decided to snuff humanity next Tuesday. Coming for your so, juices. Exactly. Your vital fluids, because it needs it to run at their uh, supercomputer robot uh, army. So we'll hear a little bit from an ex-NATO general about what's going on with Ukraine and a whole bunch of other stuff will jam in this last hour. Stay with us. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with a king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. First of all, the spring offensive, I think, effectively started about a week to 10 days ago with shaping operations all along that long front. And that front is probably close to 500 miles. Number two, the Russians have no idea where the punch is going to land when the summer part of this offensive begins. Well, that's interesting stuff. I'd, I'd been hearing about the shaping operations, which I've just become aware of. Something you do to lay the groundwork before you your big offensive. But so it could be coming this summer. Okay. Yeah, interesting indeed. James Stravitis, who ran uh, NATO uh, forces, the military part of NATO. Uh, what else does he have to say? Roll on. 
I kind of liken it to D-Day. Think back to the Germans trying to defend all along the coast of France. They don't know where that hammer blow on the 6th of June, by the way, nice historical echo there is going to come from the Ukrainians. So look for a, a pretty effective Ukrainian counteroffensive. Yeah, but the uh, invasion force on D-Day was ginormous. Right. What forces, what abilities does Ukraine have ready to bring to bear? I don't actually know. I don't know. They don't have our tanks yet. They have some of the Poland's and Germany's tanks. They don't have the F-16s yet. But evidently there is some bad news as well, according to the general. But here's the bad news. There's a second war going on. It's the air war. Here, Putin is on the front foot. He's launching multiple cruise missile attacks, manned aircraft flying over. The Ukrainians do not as yet have complete control of the airspace over their country. And then finally. It's a tale of two wars. I think you've got a ground war, which is going to go pretty well for the Ukrainians. You've got an air war not going to go so well. Those two things will be in balance. And let's hope by the end of the year, you get to a point where both sides have bled out enough that they'd be willing to come to the negotiating table. That's our best hope. Wow. How, how soon? Yeah, that's a hell of a way to describe it, although I appreciate his candor, honestly. Yeah, yeah, I want to I wanna know the reality, but that that's what it might look like, is they're both so depleted and wanting this to end that, well... That's well, rough. Any, anybody with a living soul reacts the same way. How about we skip the bleeding out part and just get to negotiating? But Ukraine doesn't want to give up its country. Yeah, and the, and the horror, of course, like a lot of wars, is just nothing was accomplished for anybody. Just a whole bunch of people suffered terribly. Well, and here's a question I know you can't answer, and anybody who does is probably going to turn out to be wrong, but how soon do we have butts in F-16s? Speaking of the uh, air war and how that's, uh, you know, unbalanced in mm -hmm. Russia's favor. I remember with the tanks, it was like it's going to take at least a year, maybe a year and a half. And then two months later, it's like, yeah, they got them. Right. Yeah. I, again, and I asked the question. Well, I heard somebody else ask this question, but I haven't heard it answered. Is this a strategy by the Biden administration? B because if it is, they should tell us. Here's why we changed our mind on this thing, this thing, this thing, and this thing. Because the way it looks is you say no, and then all of a sudden you say yes for no particular reason. That's what it looks like. Yeah, I think if they were going to be honest, though, they'd say, yeah, we didn't want to push too hard, but now it turns out we can push this hard, so we're pushing this hard. Yeah, again, will I speak to the New York Times article in which they interviewed all the people there that they talked to in Ukraine all our two-star generals and everybody, nobody. I mean, it's the consensus that he's not going to go nuclear, and he's gone as far as he can go short of that. You don't have to worry about him. Oh, my God, he might bomb a hospital because he's right. already doing that. So I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know what the holding back is. Yeah, I just go back to that uh, Stumbling Joe is uh, incredibly cautious to the point of, he was, yeah, you know. he was the only no vote for going after bin Laden. I'll bet when he's presented with... They come in and they present him with five options that he goes always with the softest one. Because Bingo. he's most cautious. That, yeah. He's that kind of guy. Right, right. Even if five advisors come into the room and three of them are women. <laughs> Love that clip. Three of them are women. <laughs> you got to put him in a chair with a shawl and start pushing him around. That's fine. Yes. 
Yeah. I should have wagered heavily on the idea that he's not running again, because soon it's going to be the consensus opinion. And I, I take no great satisfaction in being right. I'm wrong sometimes. I'm right sometimes. But uh, I'd like to profit financially from my prescience. <laughs> As a as a proud samophile. Well, he is running. He, he's officially running. He announced it. They filed the paperwork. I mean, it's legally no, true. No, 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 no. That's not what I mean, and you know it. Um, <laughs> as of uh, like the the primaries and such, he'll be out when it matters. When voting begins, he will not be a candidate. Seven months from now, when the voting starts, he will not be a candidate. That's your that is uh, correct current yes. position. We'll write that on the chalkboard. That is absolutely correct. I look for an announcement uh, late fall to midwinter. This coming. Okay. He gives way to Gavi Newsom or somebody like that. And uh, What? As president? Yes. Yeah. As candidate. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, no. He's not going to resign the office. He's just going to announce he's not running. Okay. Unless he falls again and cracks his nagging, which you've predicted over and over again. And you don't tumbling think, down the stairs, et cetera. And you don't think Kamala Harris is a stumbling block. He doesn't need to turn it over to number two, necessarily. Well, I think Joe Biden has a lot of faults, a lot. But I think he loves his country. And he understands what Kamala Harris as president would mean. So he's hanging on. Numbskullery of the highest order. Oh, please. Unimaginable numbskullery. <laughs> if you miss an hour, get the podcast. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega-hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. The Armstrong and Getty Show. So the Supreme Court ruled yesterday that you can't deliberately, deliberately sabotage your employer as part of a strike? That's interesting. Uh-oh. 
<laughs> oh, I had some real, I had some plans. <laughs> but they used a particular example of a union that they walked off the job right after they knew their employer had all this concrete mixed and was in trucks and that it would all be ruined if they walked off right at that moment. And so mm-hmm. it was a particular sabotage that cost the company a ton of money, and you can't do that as part of your strike. I find that interesting. So, like, the Wall Street Journal says, surprise, surprise, you can't, you know, sabotage your employer. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It almost seems to me like, you know, no, sh- this is how important we are to show you the leverage that we have that blah, blah, blah. I have to pick, uh, a, I have to pick a time that's convenient to you for my strike. This is the first I've heard of this, so I know less than nothing, but it would seem to be really hard to draw that line. It was an 8-1 ruling, wasn't even close. Oh, really? Yeah, and I'm usually a guy who leans toward the uh, the, the, the company uh, in these deals. I just, You're a union this... buster. <laughs> um, these 16 truck drivers refused to complete their deliveries. Nine abandoned their trucks without a word. Um, and all this concrete hardening inside the trucks and was going to cost the money. But so how and far so did the employer sue them or the union or I'm, well, I'm curious. Now you're asking me to have read deep into this, but I just well. I just uh, I brought it up. Uh, I just in general, I'm just surprised that you have any obligation to strike when it's convenient for the employer. Yeah, I'll have to read the yeah, uh, we will. The decision. It's probably yeah, one of those we'll, things where it makes perfectly good sense once you get into the weeds. We'll delve more deeply into this. Mm. Trust us, maybe. I thought this was so interesting. Love the California Globe. They do such good journalism. It's uh, obviously mostly about California from a conservative perspective, but um, it's it's more about ideas and governance and reality, and it's great no matter where you live. But um they had a special report in which they talked to a bunch of folks, uh, current and former law enforcement, um, mostly uh, from all over California, about the homeless epidemic, the homeless crisis. And the title is, We Can End California's Homeless Crisis in One Year. These blue states show us how. And they go into the fact that a lot of the so-called explanations for the spectacular, mind-blowing number of bums and junkies in California are bunk. Well, it's a nice climate. That's why. Well, housing's very expensive in California. That's why. But there are a number of states, including blue states, that have great climates and or uh, very expensive housing or whatnot and have a tiny fraction of the homelessness. Mm Mm-hmm. For instance, they were looking to New Jersey, Maryland, Michigan, and Illinois. And they say nobody could honestly question the progressive bona fides of Newark, Baltimore, Detroit, and Chicago. Yet the states that are home to each of these cities have substantially lower homeless populations than California. Why? There's one simple answer. Each of these states have much stronger hard drug laws than California. Fentanyl, heroin, other hard drug addictions, and associated mental health crises that these drugs entail are the root cause of California's homeless crisis. Until we address addiction and mental health, homelessness in our state will only continue to grow. The stubborn fact is that California's hard drug laws are out of step with progressive states that have low homelessness. And they go into details. In California, there's uh, essentially no consequence for hard drug possession at all, no matter how many times you're arrested. But you won't get arrested because with no consequences, why would the cops bother? 
In New Jersey, hard drug possession can lead to a three to five year sentence and substantial fines. The homeless rate is less than a quarter of California. In Maryland, multiple cases of hard drug possession can result in 18 to 24 months, etc. Substantial fines. Maryland has a fifth the homeless situation as California. Michigan, hard drug, similar uh, story, uh, a fifth. Illinois, a sixth of California's homelessness rate. Now you add to that, as Jack so aptly pointed out, what Portland's doing, saying, look, you can't camp in the parks anymore. It's illegal. We're not going to let you do it. You add policy that makes people follow the freaking law with punishment for hard drugs, you will eliminate homelessness. And if you're of a sympathetic progressive bent, I would point out to you, once we get rid of the junkies among the quote-unquote homeless uh, uh, you know, cohort, then we can figure out who's simply mentally ill or unable to take care of themselves. Then there will be scads of time, people, and money to help them. Now, several of my favorite libertarian thinkers, like really smart people, are all drugs should be legal people. That the government shouldn't tell us what we can and can't put in our bodies. What's the argument for how I would like to hear from that crowd? I mean, like I literally would because I'm missing a piece. I don't I don't see how that works in reality. It seems like we've done this experiment a few places and it's not working. Yeah, well, because it's like opening the borders. You can't do that with a welfare state and you can't permit people to do hard drugs if the effects of their addiction are going to be felt by the rest of us painfully through, you know, needles and poop and crime and being accosted, you know, sometimes killed by these junkies, cities ruins, ruined parks inaccessible to uh, taxpaying citizens and their children. You can't accept that. Yeah, we got this. So in, unless you're going to tell me, well, we, well, you can use the drugs, but you have to follow every other law, every single law. Well, then, okay, let's try that. We got this text. Came to San Francisco yesterday for the first time in over a month. I paid $20 to park in a staffed parking garage. Still got my car broken into, suitcase stolen, not ever going back to San Francisco. Wow. If the parking garage that you chose because they have someone there to guard it doesn't protect you, and the people breaking in are probably junkies. Because most of the stuff you're going to get from stealing is is of such little value. It's got to be to sell for like a $20 hit of something, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's absolutely just for the drugs. Uh, I'm I'm looking through the email if we got any good solid arguments for from a libertarian perspective on why drugs ought to be legalized in spite of the enormous externalities, which is a fancy economics word that just means other people get affected. Um, well, if we come across any, we'll we'll bring them to you on Monday. But I, it seems clear to me, a that the bums and junkie camp situation is utterly unacceptable. I think everybody agrees with that. And B, it's 80, 90% hard drug abuse. Right. And I absolutely have and will make the argument that aiding young people dying on the pavement is not good. It's not morally good. It's not compassionate. Hey, I'm going to make it as easy as possible for you to continue to do hard drugs. Oh, you're dead now. Sorry. We'll, if we can figure out who your parents are, we'll tell them. That's Eesh. compassion? Come on. 
Yeah. Anyway, kudos to the uh, uh, California Globe. That's some really good stuff. Um, I don't know what flavor do we want. I keep coming across stuff that's more <laughs> controversial anger. I, don't know, I just don't have it in me. The jobs report came out today, and 300-some thousand jobs were created that I don't know who's going to fill them because we got gazillions of jobs open right now that nobody's filling. And uh, But that good job number is bad news for the economy because they're trying to choke off the economy. So that's a sign exactly. that they're probably going to have to raise interest rates again so that they can crush job creation, which would be good news. Unless you're looking for a job. Well, if you're looking for a job, there's plenty of them out there. I don't know. Yeah, no kidding. No kidding. Desperation. But that's like like, uh, way more jobs being created last month than they were expecting. So I don't know how how, what the reaction is going to be to that. Who who cares about the expectations? Who started that? I don't know. What is that all about? I don't know. I don't get that at all. I don't Analysts know why it's reported. Analysts are anticipating it. Who asked them? <laughs> so who wants to hear it? So they're bad at guessing. So the story is they guessed wrong? What what is what kind of story is that? Is it so people have advice to invest on before the official announcement? I guess, but if they if they were just wrong, why is that a story? <laughs> I don't know. I got my guess. I'm not very good at this. Yeah. Damn, I missed again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've never quite understood that either. But anyway, it's a big number. We will finish strong next. Armstrong and Getty. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet. That's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President, Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. Imagine you ask two people the same exact set of seven questions. I'm Mini Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including actress and star of the mega hit sitcom Friends, Courtney Cox. You can't go around it, so you just go through it. This is a roadblock. It's going to catch you down the road. Go through it. Deal with it. Comedian, writer, and star of the series Catastrophe, Rob Delaney. I shouldn't feel guilty about my son's death. He died of a brain tumor. It's part of what happens when your kid dies. Intellectually, you'll understand that it's not your fault, but you'll still feel guilty. Alt-rock icon, Liz Fair. That personal disaster wrote Guyville. So everything comes out of a dead end. And many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers. 
The Armstrong and Getty Show. The FTC also says Ring, an Amazon subsidiary, has sold more than a million cameras like this one. So you can see every corner of your home. The indoor cameras branded as something to make the home safer, but authorities say some cameras actually left customers exposed to illegal surveillance. Amazon now agreeing to pay nearly $6 million over that claim. When you set up a ring camera like this one, you can keep an eye on home from afar. But the FTC says homeowners weren't the only ones alleging that ring gave all of its employees, quote, full access to every customer video. Did you hear that last mm-hmm. part? Ring gave every employee full access to all the video. Truck drivers, secretaries, everybody, all your videos. So anybody who thinks, oh, there's a hot chick lives in that house, I want to see what's going on in there or or whatever. Wow. There's my ex-wife. Wow. Say, hey, my ex-wife live, works there. I went there, check it out. You know, whatever the thing is. And so almost exactly the same story as we heard about Tesla employees looking at all the videos and sharing them around. If you can be recorded, audio or video, it's being done and being looked at a lot. That's just a fact. Yeah, yeah. It's it's like you're always saying that often your progressive types think everybody's trying as hard as they can all the time. When if you have any life experience, you realize that's not true at all. I think we can just assume there will be bad behavior. Doesn't matter what you're talking about. Whether it's you're designing a, a, a doorbell camera or, or a website or whatever, somebody is going to do the wrong thing. It's guaranteed. Yeah, but this is not even that. I mean, if everyone has access to everything whenever oh, they right, want yeah. it, that's not like rogue employees were downloading it onto a thumb drive, then sharing it anonymously. No, that's just a policy that anybody could look at anything whenever they wanted. Wow. Hilarious. How do you like that? And, of course, so Ring used to be its own company, then Amazon bought it, and Amazon is now saying, well, under, under our new laws, uh, rules, they're, they're not doing that. Okay, always, always the last regime was doing it, not the new regime. Yeah, well, and Alexa's FBI. not pawing through your underwear drawer either. Come on. <laughs> Hilarious. I don't worry yeah. about this stuff much, but uh, we're, we're just going to all be surveilled, or we are being surveilled, uh, and it's growing a lot, so everybody will have some sort of camera system in their house. Before you know it, homes will just come with them. Every car will have cameras like my Tesla has eventually, and so everybody on, yeah, never, and just, just the way it's going to be. Yeah, I'm going to do a little experiment. I just uh, woke my phone up, and I, I trust Apple more or less, but not like all the apps on it. So I need protein bars. I want to try a new protein bar, breakfast bar. Bars, I want protein bars. There we go. Now I'll see how the targeted ads are over the weekend. So, like Michael, you mentioned earlier, you can look on your phone right now and look inside your mom's house. Yeah, I'm looking right now. So, uh, it look like there's no- nothing going on. I'm looking- oh, Jiminy, I feel dirty just listening to you. I'm looking at my car out in the parking lot, looking at there's some people walking behind my car right now. I don't know who those people are. Maybe I'll watch them for a while. It's all can being you make re- it honk or, I can. or make a fart nose noise I, like I a- do, Or I can just yell at them. Get away from my car. You can through yeah. your car? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh, I do that all the time. <laughs> what are you looking at? How do you not do that? That's fantastic. Oh, I might buy a Tesla just so I can do that. Yeah. 
But that is the future. No yeah. doubt about it. My mom's out on the driveway right now talking to somebody. You see, that is not cool. That's not good. I don't want that. Jeez, you're, you're, we're working with Xi Jinping here. Somebody borrowed, Michael's running a surveillance state. Somebody borrowed my car a couple of months ago for something, and then I texted him. I said, man, yeah, I see you're at Starbucks. You parked a little close to that blue Honda, didn't you? Really creeped him out. I mean, because that that's weird. <laughs> wow, that is crazy. <laughs> that's the future, though. It's going to be that way for everybody. Hey, did you see that bu- the numbers are in for May, because we just started June yesterday. Uh, Bud Light... Lost uh, $27 billion in value so far. Oh. Keep hearing about Target and their $13 billion. Bud Light has lost $27 billion in value. And last week, sales of Bud Light dropped 25%. That was, it was 24% the week before. So, wow. And it's been doing this like every week. So you drop wow. 24%, then you drop 25% from that. I yeah, guess. I hear that they were they were selling eighteen dollar cases with a twenty dollar rebate over uh, Memorial Day weekend. They're actually giving it away. Wow. Yeah. Well, at some point you have to. Well, right, just to save the brand. And and again, it's not that people are like anti people who get a sex change. People are anti experiments on confused adolescents, and they're anti being forced to call a man a woman. You can do whatever you want, but you can't force me to do that. Well, and as we've discussed many times, this is just such a a unique situation with a product that is so easily swapped out. Mm-hmm. Although the loss in uh, targets value... Yeah. I'll be curious to see that unfold over time. We got this email. I thought it was thought-provoking from Hank. Uh, thinking about the Bud Light reaction and how the elitist marketing exec made it worse, she claimed diversity was the motivation to expand the brand uh, beyond frat boys. Such a snob doesn't realize the majority of Bud Light drinkers, a college fraternity member, is an upper-class sophisticate. Right. It's also proof of how little uh, corporations really know their customers, because I'm betting that most frat boys are drinking microbrews, or worse, oh, yeah. a flavored seltzer concoction. <laughs> Man up! Get a beer! Hey kids, it's that time again! With Armstrong and Getty! Here's your host for Final Thoughts, Joe Getty. Hey, let's get a final thought from everybody. Wouldn't that be amusing? How about our board, op- our technical director? I'm so sorry, Michael. I demoted you. Our technical director, Michelangelo, to lead us off. Michael? Uh, proof that they'll hire anyone at this point. Um, I went to a sandwich shop yesterday, and the person behind the counter was drinking a Capri Sun as she was taking my order, slurping it. <laughs> what, what do you want? <laughs> I kid you not. Wow. Right in front of me, wow. just like, you know. And yet millions of people are able to live happily without a job at all. Katie Green, our news person and producer, Katie. You know, you were just talking about the rebates for Bud Light. One of my buddies had a barbecue this last weekend, and they basically drank for free because they utilized the Bud Light rebates and got cases for basically zero. Boy, drinking free for beer. free. That was always my, uh, I would always say, what, what's your kind of beer do you like? The free kind. Whatever you got that is free. Free and free wow. light. Those are my two favorite kinds of beer. The words of a booze hound. <laughs> Somebody who's <Jack>. broke. <laughs> Final thought for us. How do you feel about traveling with a pet? See, I'm, I don't oh, dig it. No way. I, I would hate that. We're going, we're going to go fishing this weekend and going out. And, and I got a pet sitter. Somebody's staying at my house. 
with the dogs. I don't want to travel in a car with a pet. I know some people love it and take their pets everywhere they go. I hate the idea of it. Not a chance. Hey, my final thought is actually because we went through this quickly. Um, the story about autoimmune disease attacking the brain, causing psychiatric symptoms. We're going to post that at uh, armstrongandgetty.com under hot links. Worth looking at. It's not all schizophrenic people, which is a terrifying and tragic disease, but they're really making leaps forward and understanding it. Also, the stuff about uh, homelessness in California from the California Globe. That's under hot links, armstrongandgetty.com. Armstrong and Getty wrapping up another grueling four-hour workday. So many people to thank so little time. Another reason to go to the website, you can pick up some A&G swag. Man, we got some great t-shirts. I just came up with another good one, but we got to design it. We will see you on Monday. God bless America. Armstrong and Getty. I just want you to feel our pain. the end of a long road and both abandon any semblance of professionalism three of them are women that's not inspiring it's not fair to my kids or yours it seems irresponsible you know it's not a victory it's a it's a surrender it's cold and now bye have a great friday you mother uh armstrong and getty imagine you ask two people the same seven questions i'm mini driver and this was the idea i set out to explore in my podcast mini questions this year we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions including courtney cox rob delaney liz fair and many many more join me on season three of mini questions on the iHeartRadio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your favorite podcasts seven questions limitless answers more Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie. Because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to More Than a Movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.